so let's let's get into this a little bit. Let's get into this a little bit. We got some some news. The NROL 108 was successful. The launch was successful, and um, a couple of highlights from it from the uh, SpaceX Twitter account. Yeah, let's just do that. So let's not do the new transition because it looks weird. But here's a cool. I found this cool one on their Twitter. Uh, it is a helicopter shot of the launch, and there's actually a better there's a better version better quality version but this is from their twitter of course twitter has really horrible video quality but look at how cool that is what a cool shot yeah super cool the the mission was a success nrol 108 was a complete success uh they deployed it there's actually um here's a landing too check this out Look at this. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Now, okay, so I'm going to rewind a little bit here so you can hear the sonic booms. Watch this. Like right around here, I'm going to turn this way up. And you won't be able to hear it. It's not going to be super loud, so don't worry about it. But check this out. You'll be able to hear the sonic booms. Right there. Pretty sweet. Yeah, pretty sweet. Those sonic booms. Woo. Uh, Noki, I'm doing great today. Thanks. How are you doing? Hello from Hanover, Germany. Can, uh, Canis, thanks. Hello from New York. This was the launch you wanted to see in person because of the landing. Oh, yeah, these landings are so cool, man. Um, there's another one. They have another shot of this landing. Here's another a different angle of LZ1. Stage one landing like deploy. Stage two start of terminal guidance. <laughs> Try to get out of the way. <laughs> Dang, I missed. I missed. You can't you can't really see it too well. I'm trying to dodge out of the way, but I have all this stuff behind me, so stage one landing like deploy. Stage two start of terminal guidance. Yeah, pretty cool. And then shortly after that um, they stopped the broadcast because it's basically a secret mission. You know, here's a liftoff again. From so downrange. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Um, so NROL 108 is in the books. And, um, you know, they, they did it. They have a bunch of actually, they have a bunch of cool pictures on their Flickr, too. Uh, which we could let's check that out too because they have some neat uh, they have a couple of neat pictures that they posted on their Twitter account from their Flickr. But look at look at how great that shot is. Like that's an awesome awesome shot. So detailed. And look at how used that rocket is. You see the charring on the side right before, right before the flames hit the ground. Right, it's like just heating up the pad. So cool, man. So check out SpaceX's Twitter if you want more of these things. Legs are fully deployed. What a great, great image. But yeah, SpaceX, they got some good stuff going on there. So they got a, an awesome flicker too, um, where you can find images that like you wouldn't they usually don't post on social media there's a bunch of other ones um matthew the landings are so normal now it's kind of get a bore yeah kind of bore it it's routine right like matthew that's what we want we want it to be routine we want it to be like a airplane right we want it to be like okay so they did another launch you know it's routine but it's never boring yeah right exactly neil <laughs> they're never boring, but they're routine. They're getting to a place where we kind of know what to expect. And if something goes weird, we're like, oh, no, it tilted a little bit. You know, it's something like that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the new stuff. Um, but, yeah, Falcon, every Falcon launch is amazing and every landing is amazing. So 
I'm happy about those things. Hank, airplane landing when you're inside the plane are always exciting. I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree with you. My favorite part of flying is the takeoff and the landing. Those two things are my favorite things. Everything in between, it's just like, whatever. I'm just thinking to take a nap for eight hours or whatever. And um, yeah, it's uh, the the landing. It's always such a rush. It's like a little roller coaster ride. Uh, Starship, we see you, man. Just get, chill out, dude. Um, so like the landings are cool because there's like that, like the dive, you know, but you can feel like the, the G forces you're sitting in your seat and you're like, all right, almost there, man. Almost there. Then I got to spend 30 minutes in the airport getting all my junk. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the key right there. That's the key is like, um, like the flight could be routine now, right? So these Falcon 9 flights can be routine. And eventually, I mean, already there are already workhorses and they're already so reliable that um, NASA and, you know, secret agencies, the like the NRO, uh, they, they launch spy satellites and stuff with Falcon 9s because they know they're so reliable. So it's really cool, man. It's really cool that they are so reliable. Um, so there's a another thing that we should be taking a look at today. Uh, the, <laughs> of course the, um, the cleanup of SN8. Right? So here we have Elon with uh, Marvin the Martian cleanup at, right after. Uh, it's soon after I should say, not right after. Soon after SN8 cratered, um, and they started the cleanup process almost immediately. Uh, but they do have a few things that they're working on. Um, here's one from the Nerdlecam Lab Padre. And you can just see all the all the mechanical giant machines out there: excavators, backhoes, cranes. Uh, there's front loaders over here, and there's just stuff moving in and out of the whole like the whole day. So go over to the Nerdlecam on Lab Padre stream because. If you want to see how this stuff is done, uh, it's a constant feed, um, a constant feed um, of Starship content over there and just like of how the things work. Right. So if everything, uh, you know, if everything goes well, they should have the pad cleared. I don't know, probably. I don't know. I'm thinking two days, maybe two days, maybe. But they also have to move that nose cone, and that nose cone's huge. And there's there's kind of a skeleton crew right now because the holidays. Um, not a skeleton crew. There's just less people there right now. So uh, they're going to continue working on it and move forward with, um, you know, the cleanup of that. And also, they have to fix the pad because it got crushed. <laughs> Literally got crushed by the... Uh, by the uh, by the landing. So check this out also. Uh, I know we, we talked about this the other day, but here's the tweet. Elon, can you please save this nose cone as a monument to remember from Space Padre Isle on YouTube or on uh, Twitter? And this is the SN8 nose cone, right? And then Elon, uh, you know, there's another picture of it here, right there. But Elon, check this out. Elon replied somewhere down here in this thread. I don't, I don't remember where it was, but Elon re replied, uh, oh, agreed, should be preserved in memory of SN8. So Starship Monolith Evelyn, <laughs> right? That's exactly what needs to happen. Like, I think they need to keep this thing because this is, this is history in the making. We all saw it. Um, yeah, I think, I think there could be a place for this. I don't know. Maybe they have their own little rocket garden at SpaceX, uh, Boca Chica, because they don't really have anything like that yet. Or maybe they can repurpose it and make it into something cool, like Starhopper. You know, Starhopper does a lot of cool things now. Um, even though its flight was successful, it's like, well, we don't need it anymore, so let's kind of reuse it, repurpose it, and make it into a weather vane. It has, like, batteries on it, uh, run cables through it, all sorts of stuff. Um, 
<laughs> Matthew, the SN8 Lego model was demolished. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> kind of it kind of exploded a lot though. Let's just let's just say it exploded a lot. That was one of my one of my favorite landings this year was the SN8. This show is brought to you by Backblaze. I use Backblaze to back up my podcast, my video files all of my writing stuff and all my photos. And you get unlimited computer backup from Macs and PCs for just $7 a month. You can back up your own documents, photos, videos, drawings, projects, all of your data and access your backed up data from anywhere in the world using the web app. And you can access the files on your mobile too. iOS, Android apps, all covered. And this is the cool part. This is my favorite part. You can restore it by mail. A hard drive will come to your house with all your data shipped to your door, it could come to your business too. And you can restore return refund program. So you can buy a hard drive restore, send the hard drive back within 30 days and get a full refund. So basically they ship you this hard drive and then you ship it back and you don't ever pay for it, which is the perfect program for somebody who has huge files and you don't want to waste days and days downloading terabytes and teraflops of data. And if you're worried about accidentally deleting your files, two bucks extra a month, you can increase your retention history to one year. And I use it for all of my video files. It comes in super handy. So $7 plus $2, $9 a month, and you get everything backed up. Ease of mind for up to a year. And if you use the URL backblaze.com slash Elon, you get a fully featured 15 day, no credit card required free trial. Check it out. Play with it. Start protecting yourself from potential bad times. Back your stuff up. It's recommended by the New York Times, Inc., Macworld, PC World, LifeWire, Wired, Tom's Guide, 9to5Mac, and more. And it's recently been listed on the NASDAQ stock exchange under BLZE, so you know they're legit. Backblaze is committed more than ever to bringing easy and affordable data storage that you can trust. Don't be that person that forgot to back up their important files. We've got your back. Sign up for a free 15-day trial. No credit card required. Go there, sign up, play with it. It's really powerful and it's really easy to use. So go to backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Backplays.com slash Elon. Landing. Mainly because we didn't expect it to come down. Like, like that, I should say. Um, I know Neil was really hoping that it cratered. I was hoping that it, I was hoping that it hundred percent successful rate, hundred percent success rate. But I also was hoping that it came down belly flop style and just like cratered into the ground. And then, Oh, we expected it to come down Cal. Exactly. Yeah. We expected it to come down, but not so good. Like it came down almost perfect. Yeah. And that was, that was a thing that like nobody really expected. It was pretty cool, man. I was, I was pretty pumped. I was pretty pumped when that, I didn't even know what to do. Like I freaked out when that landed. Whatever goes up must come down. Unless it keeps going. <laughs> Unless it goes to space. <laughs> uh, so here's a, another cool thing. Another SpaceX thing uh, that I saw. So SpaceX acquires frequencies for Starlink in Germany. Pretty cool. Here's the translation from uh, the article. And the article, this is from uh, Reddit slash r slash Starlink. Um, and this is a German website, so I, I can't, like, I don't know German. So here we go. There's a translation here. Uh, probably a Google Translate. I'm not sure 100% what it is. But uh, basically, um, we have created the legal frequencies requirements so that broadband internet can be offered via satellite in Germany. So basically... Uh, getting Starlink into Germany will kind of open it up to, you know, a broader EU um, base. So Germany kind of taking the reins here and saying, oh, yeah, like this is possible. Bring your business over here. It's a commercial business. And think about that. How many people are in the world? Billions of people in the world. Uh, and if they get all of EU, if they get they won't get China, of course, uh, they probably won't get Russia. Um but, you know, other other countries in the EU, if they continue to build this Starlink system out, um, it's going to be a huge moneymaker so they can fund something like, you know, a bunch of launches for Starship, you know, and keep their business going. Like they have to have money coming in in order to build new stuff. So that's why this is important, because it can't just be the U.S. 
if it's just the U.S., they have a limited customer base. And once those once those customers kind of shift in and out, because once you're in a rural area, like most of the time, um, you don't get a new provider. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't, or you uh, you might move out, or people might cycle through. But if you have people all over the world doing there, doing that, then you have a really good chance of making a ton of money, billions of dollars, probably trillions of dollars. So Germany, it's kind of their kind of their like step into the EU. So hopefully uh, they can continue to expand over there. But basically it says like uh, in this article, in addition to the satellite network, Starlink has also received frequencies for several Earth stations in Germany, which ensure the transition and connection to the Internet. Uh, basically, private satellite Internet operator in Germany uh, they have the ground stations ready or they have the ground stations approval and they have the space um, approval. So pretty cool, pretty cool for Starlink. There's um, so the EU, you know, that's a that's a thing. Um, have you heard about the channel Common Sense Skeptic? I have not, uh, but I'll check that out after the show. Bob Brink, what's up, man? Happy holidays, man. Um. I didn't see the NROL launch. I was busy. Kyle, me too. Me too. I was busy and I didn't get to catch that until a little bit later. So I'm in the same boat as you, man. I, uh, I had family stuff to do all morning, so I didn't get to catch it. It was at nine o'clock in the morning, nine ish in the morning here. And I just couldn't do it. So I saw it. I saw it on my phone, but I couldn't actually like sit down and like, like actually enjoy it uh, right away. So I got you. I got you, man. Um, Let's move on to some things, some uh, Starship dates, Starship SN9 launch dates. So uh, they're not going to be using the SN8 landing pad. They're going to use another pad. I briefed that in a video that I released last night. Um, and so check that out. That has more like more in-depth about what they're going to be doing with this, uh, you know, with the pad and everything. But the SN8 pad is like, it's cratered, like it's torn up, so they can't land there. And how they're going to do that, how they're going to, um, you know, accomplish the SN9 landing is they have another pad. That's pretty much it. They don't have to fix the first one in order to land this thing. They have another pad, pad two. So SN9 is going to land on pad two when it actually launches. And the best way to figure out when SN9 launches is usually through road closures for Cameron County. And as you can see here, today, tomorrow, Wednesday, we have all these dates for road closures. Um, it's not gonna launch today. Um, it's probably gonna get out to the pad tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, and you know, some of these, these road closures are for probably cleanup crews as well because they have to bring in big trucks to move all this stuff around. So there's probably probably closures, and they have to haul some stuff away probably too. So, um, And big cranes. They have to have a big crane available for SN9. So SN9, probably not going to launch uh, – probably not going to do much this week. Probably move it out to the pad, maybe do some initial testing. But we have other uh, days, 28th. 29th and the 30th of next week. Um, the reason why we're not having more for like this week is because it's the holidays. And like I was saying before, uh, Boca Chica uh, and everybody else down there has uh, a little holiday break. So there's not as many people on the, uh, on the site as usual. So probably next week we'll get... Um, we might get a move, um, uh, SN9 to the pad to this week, which we probably will. We probably will by Wednesday. And then, um, you know, we'll get some, start getting some tests next week, maybe a static fire pressure tests, et cetera, probably next week. So, um, one static fire this week, rank Supreme, maybe, I mean, if they, if they really do it, I mean, if they really push it and they get SN9 out to the pad today, they could really push it out to, uh, you know, to a uh, static fire this week, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to have to do a bunch of other, you know, um, 
prerequisite testing and things like that. And make, I mean, I don't even think the bottom fin is on yet. Uh, I haven't seen anything, any updates about that. It's actually like on the ship yet because it was crumpled in the, in the wreckage. So, um, let's see if I can find a picture of that real quick. There's, there's a, uh, a crumpled fin on the bottom there. I don't have a picture of it off the top of my head or off the top of my tabs here. Oh, and also speaking of Starship, we have a really cool shirt in the shop. Um, this is the Starship SN9 belly flop. Uh, oh no, not again shirt. This is the this is the sticker, but it's SN8 belly flop. Um, so if you're familiar with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, kind of a nod to that. Oh no, not again. Not again. <laughs> Shut up and take my money, Matthew. Exactly. That's yeah. And Neil designed this too. Um, so you can get it delivered before Christmas with super rush shipping. So we don't, I don't physically deliver these myself. We get them made through Teespring and, um, you know, they, they do all the shipping and things. So I think this is going to be a small image. Yeah, it's just the same size. I was like, this might be cool. We could kind of, I mean, I might be able to show it. Let me see if I can zoom in. If you can see any, nah, not I mean, you can kind of see it. Looks like that. Petunias. Oh, no, not again. And then instead of a whale, it's a SN8. <laughs> Pretty cool. We have another shirt coming out too. Uh, and a little ode uh, to 42, to engine 42 for SN8 too. So that's the thing that we're working on as well. Imagine Will showing up at your door, right? <laughs> How creepy would that be? Be like, oh, hey, here you go. Just hand you a like a package, package full of shirts. <laughs> A starship fall faster than the pot. <laughs> um, in ours, I think it. I think they they fall similarly. I mean, you can only fall a certain. Uh, I think they actually um, they actually fell as fast as they can fall last time. So they they got that all checked off the off the list too. Disney Andy, what's up, man? I'm getting an Amazon gift card. Do you guys sell through Amazon? No, we don't. We th uh, sell through. Teespring. I'm not sure if you can check out through Amazon. Let me see. Let me see real quick because you might be able to check out through Amazon. Uh, no, it's PayPal or cards only. Super rush shipping is $15.99, but you'll get it before Christmas. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I thought it was going to bring up all my credit card information, but you know, uh, nope. <laughs> so that's why I clicked off that screen. The pot would fall faster. The flaps. Oh yeah. True. 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 Good call, Neil. See, Neil designed that whole thing. It is a cool shirt. I'm pretty stoked on it. Uh, the 49 shirt that's coming in too. That's coming in hot. That'll be up next. Um, and we have, you know, it's not just shirts. It's all sorts of, you know, stickers and sweatshirts and long sleeve tees, all sorts of goodies, phone cases, I think the phone case is pretty neat. And the cup, the mug, that one's cool. Another phone case. That's for a Samsung. That's for an iPhone. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit of merch, a little bit of extra merch, doing our own our own specific things, you know, instead of, uh, you know, um, you know, we're being creative with it because and we're having fun with it, too. Um, could we have a situation with SN9 like we had with SN6 where they try to get from being put on the pad to launch as soon as possible? I mean, the great thing and also the bad thing about SpaceX is that you never know. So, like, they could – I mean, and Elon has said in a tweet, like, that's – like, the NROL 108 uh, launch was – I don't have the tweet handy, but uh, the NROL 108 launch was the last launch of this year. So it's possible that they could just be like, well, let's give everybody a break, you know. More than likely, that's what's going to happen. They're going to give everybody a breakdown in Boca Chica. They did a great job with SNE. Take some time for the holidays. Uh, go hang out with your family. Um, and you know, they could. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to put it out of the realm of possibility. They could. They could. So anything's possible with them. 
anything is possible. Bob Brink, did anyone see the Angry Astronaut show yesterday about the common sense guy? Oh, man, I caught the literally the very last five minutes of it. I, I tuned in a little bit too late. And I caught the last five minutes and I was like, well, I got to go watch that today. I didn't watch it, Bob. Was it good? Also, Angry Astronaut has a great channel. So check out Angry Astronaut uh, when you get a chance. Yeah. ASAP means a lot of things to SpaceX, right, Kyle? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ASAP could be like, let's get it out this week and launch this thing. And it's like, whatever. It's SN9. It's probably going to blow up anyway. It tilted over in the high bay. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to go over before they really need to have it on the pad. January, yeah, Kyle, I agree with you. January seems like a better they need to they need to take the time to do it right. You know, that's one thing that SpaceX is good at is they've had a history of like working really hard, breaking stuff, blowing stuff up, and then kind of, you know, stepping back and learning from their mistakes. You know, that's the that's the key to SpaceX's success is that not only do they blow stuff up and they, they don't mind failures, they don't mind failures at all. They actually like it. They're all engineers there. So the, um, you know, the next phase for these guys is to just go do it, you know, go do it, but do it safely because they don't want to ruin millions of dollars of hardware too. You know, like what are they going to get if the thing blows up too quick? So, um, so, you know, they have to fix the flaps, make sure they all work right. You know, they're probably going to do flap tests for a couple days. You know, you know, they're going to do flap tests, not for a couple days, but they'll do them on one day and then they'll probably do pressure tests possibly the same day. Then static fires, they'll probably do a, a few static fires and then, you know, they'll get ready for launch and everything. So there's a kind of a process to this whole thing. And during launch days, it gets really, really crazy down there. So um, they have, a, you know, they have a couple of years before they go to the moon with Dear Moon. So hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they can get that in in uh, in the bag soon, because even though we're like right at the beginning, super heavy stacking. SH1. Um, so super heavy stacking hasn't flown yet. That still has to fly. That'll fly this or in January or not in January after January at some point. Probably, I'm thinking March for a super heavy flight for the first hop. I think I would love to say February, but I think they have a lot of other stuff going on down there too. And I just don't. I don't know if they. I don't know if they have time to do all that stuff. So they have like they have uh, Starlink or Starship launches, right? They have all the SNs, SN10 after SN9. And then they also have to stack super heavy, but it's just, you know, you think about it, it's, it's just a tube. Um, yeah, so the, uh, <laughs> it's just a tube, but it's a gigantic tube. Um, but they're going to have to hop that higher hop, higher hop, higher hop, you know, and then get all that stuff ready before they actually launch people into space. It's going to be, it's going to be a wild ride for the next five years. I think we're going to get Dear Moon in five years. Two years is really fast. Two years is really fast. Being one for booster. Oh, yeah. Dougal. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, they're running on Elon time, right? <laughs> it's just go, 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 go. That's pretty much what they're at. You know, they're they're always at like the go, go, go. Let's just get this done. Let's go for it. Um, but yeah. Dear Moon in two years, maybe sooner. I don't know, Cal. They have to have a bunch. Hmm. You think BN1 will do the entire launch to 100K? What? No, they have to hop it. You think so? I think they have to hop it, man. They got to hop that thing a couple times. So let's uh, let's think about this. What about what about Blue Origin? What about New Glenn? Do you think New Glenn will launch before? fully stacked star starship because we don't know what's going on with new Glenn. Like we've had a couple, uh, new Glenn glimpses. And I mean, it, they got the, they got the contract with NASA. So they got this contract with NASA, uh, NASA awards launch services contract to blue origin for new Glenn launch services. So this is, it's pretty much a big deal. Um, it's kind of like a, a letter of intent, 
you know, if you can make this thing go to orbit and you can make it, uh, you know, reliable, we're going to give you contracts, basically. So this is from NASA. NASA has awarded NASA Launch Services NLS 2 contract to Blue Origin and their New Glenn Launch Service in accordance with the contract's on-ramp provision. The New Glenn Launch Service will be available to NASA's Launch Services program to use for future missions in accordance with the on-ramp provision of NLS 2. Uh, multiple supplier, multiple award, indefinite uh, delivery, indefinite quantity contract vehicle uh, with an ordering period through June of 2025. An overall period of performance through December 2027. So if they actually get New Glenn to work in the next year or two, um, they could get these contracts, the multi, multi-million dollar contracts. So, I mean, they could be launching things to Mars for NASA. They could be launching people to the moon. They could be launching supplies to the moon, whatever. Whatever New Glenn, whatever they want New Glenn to do, they'll make New Glenn do it. And they'll give them the money, that good NASA money. Uh, Nero 2006 says New Glenn will launch this year. <laughs> Wait, like the next week? <laughs> I don't think it's going to launch this year. I mean, if it, if Nero, if it launches in the next, like, what is it? How many days do we have left? We got like a week, basically. Yeah, we got like a week and a couple days. So like 10 days. <laughs> I don't know. In 10 days, if New Glenn launches this this year, I'd be really pumped. Uh, Vanch, uh, will SpaceX ever start their own astronaut training program apart from NASA? Yeah, I think so. I think they will. I think they might contract it out to somebody else, but um, I think they're going to start it. I, I think they need to. I think they need to because Starship is going to be launching people, you know, hundreds, possibly thousands of people to Mars and the moon, et cetera. The future, and they can't rely on just NASA to supply them with, astro with astronauts. So, yeah, I I think they're going to do it themselves. Uh, make sure to tag me in all of your um, all your questions to uh, do at space news pod, not one word space one word news another word and then pod another word, and I should be able to see them easier. New Glenn will launch next year. Okay, okay, that's better. <laughs> I was like, dude, 10 days? No way. The Artemis crewmates were announced maybe yesterday. Yeah, there's um, there's some NASA info about that. Uh, where is it at? Let's see here. Artemis. Oh, this is cool, too. This is a really cool thing. This is kind of like a little side thing. But I saw this, and this is really, really cool because I'm super excited about James Webb Telescope. Um. The sun shield successfully success, successfully unfolds intentions in final tests. So that's a really big milestone for um, for the uh, James Webb Telescope, which will peer into the past of our universe, which is mind blowing, by the way, mind blowing. Um, this is one of Webb's biggest accomplishments in 2020. Uh, we were able to precisely synchronize the unfolding motion in a very slow and controlled fashion and maintain its critical kite-like shape, uh, signifying it is ready to perform these actions in space. So another cool, so, okay, so Starship, New Glenn, anybody, any big rocket that's going to carry people, it, it's kind of coincides with this in a way. So if we can show that SpaceX's Starship or New Glenn or any of the big rockets, the heavy, super heavy rockets can launch people around the moon. So this is this new, uh, yeah, new Glenn, the uh, James Webb uh, Space Telescope is going to be on the other side of the moon, right? And it'll be in the uh, Lagrange point, I believe. I think that's right. Um, but it's going to be on the other side of the moon and we don't have access to it. It's not like Hubble where we can launch the space shuttle up there and have some daring astronauts go out and fix the thing. But if we have a starship that's actually functional, uh, we may be able to fix this if something goes wrong. Because if this, if something goes wrong with this, and we don't have access to it, we can't fix it. Like we can't get out there. So, um, you know, the the fact that they're actually this close to it, and also Starship is getting ready to launch, 
like that's kind of, it gives me hope that if something does go wrong, they could do a daring rescue of this thing and have some astronauts go out there and fix it. I think that would be insane. That'd be insane. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. I hope this, I hope that works. I hope this really works because James Webb is amazing. Um, you added a tweet. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's see this, this tweet here. Thanks, Neil. And live shows. There it is. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> Where is it at here? Why is it sending me? It's sending me to a weird thing. Let me, uh, there we go. It just sent me to a, a different thing. Bunch of stuff. There's a thread. The end of this year, uh, just days away, we're excited to announce NASA Web uh, has cleared one of the most important milestones today. It's five layer sun shield. Okay, so we already talked about that. Final series of deployment and checkouts tests before the observatory is packed in the shipment to French Guiana. This specific test involved turning on and moving 139 different actuators and eight motors along with the thousands of other uh one second i gotta get this back here uh components to unfold and stretch the five membranes of the sun shield check this picture out that's gonna see into the the past of the universe crazy crazy i have a james webb t-shirt i should probably wear that sometime um so here's an animation of the orbit yeah, so it's going to be on, so it's in uh, L2. So it says the animation shows where Webb will be positioned in space and how the sun shield will always contend with a bright sun that never sets. By keeping its sensors and mirrors in the shade, they are much more able to detect faint thermal signals or signatures humans have never seen before. So it's at the L2 point out here. And the, uh, the shield's kind of. Uh, yeah, how crazy is this? So the shields are always pointing towards the sun. So it's kind of like Earth is kind of in between most of the time. It seems like Earth is most of the time in between James Webb and the sun, you know. But yeah, there's a sun shield, as you can see. That's wicked. That's so cool. That's so cool. But how do you get out there if something happens, right? How do you get out there if something happens? You don't. Like, not not right now. You can't. We don't have anything to – we'll take us out there. Uh, Orion eventually. But that's, you know, years away from being complete probably. Um, SLS, not quite yet. Yeah, not quite yet. So, yeah, there's uh, – there's a, you know, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a risk involved with launching this. Um, so it's nice to mitigate that risk. Um, Lagrange points, you know, just so like, so uh, I know you just asked about this, Vanch, but uh, Lagrange points are, here's the Wikipedia of it. Um, Lagrange points are orbital points near two large co-orbiting bodies at the Lagrange points. Um, the gravitational forces of the two large bodies cancel out in such a way that that was the <laughs> hold on a small object placed in orbit there is an equilibrium in at least two directions relative to the center of mass of large body so basically um, as it's orbiting uh, it stays in its spot you know as it, as it spins around earth um, and beyond the moon is that, is that what L2 is? Is that beyond the moon? L2 is beyond the moon, isn't it? Yeah. Um, then it'll stay there as opposed to, you know, continuing to to go someplace else. So it's it's sort of like a dead zone, like a gravitational dead zone, um, sort of. I, I guess that's the easiest way for me. I'm not a I'm not an astrophysicist, so I, I'm not 100% sure, but that's kind of how I understand it. But it would be good for you to look it up. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Because I'm not that good at Lagrangeing right now. And it's also, what time is it? 12.42. So it's still early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, still early in the morning. 
I guess SNP earned my like this morning. Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, it's sort of, it's sort of like a dead zone. It's there's still uh, it still orbits though. Yeah, it's a gravity dead zone exactly. So nothing really affects it, but it also kind of just hangs out there. Um, what's the status of HLS of other companies? Ooh, um, that's a good question. We're not sure. Like that's that's the easiest way to say it. Uh, we're not exactly sure. You know, it's a lot of them are in secrecy. SpaceX, they put it right out there in that field. Like they put it all right out there in the in the uh, parking lot. So we all know what's going on there. Yeah. So I hope, I really hope that we can figure out a way to fix that thing. If, if something goes wrong. So that being said, there are other launches coming up, um, you know, coming up this year or next year, I should say in January of 2020. Check this out. And this is from, next space flight look at all these launches for next year and these are all to be determined you know they're net times net days but we have turksat 5a it's a falcon 9 block 5 january 5th block 5 again transporter 1 uh january 14th we also have two starlink missions in january they're going to continue to do two missions every month uh and they also have the prototype uh, right here the suborbital high altitude test flight of Starship uh, sometime in January. We're not sure. Uh, the Sarah 1 and ride shares for the Falcon 9 Block 5. That's in February. Continues on all, pretty much all year long. They had 26 launches this year in 2020. So uh, 2021 may be even bigger because they're going to continue doing Starlink and they're going to keep pushing those out as you know, just continuously push out Starlink launches because they need they need the money to keep funding Starship. And it's going to be billions of dollars, going to be billions of dollars for Starship. So uh, I'm really excited. Of course, I'm excited about the Starship launch uh, and also all the Starlink launches, because I know that's going to that's going to fund everything. All these other ones too, Cape Canaveral, um, SLC 40 launches, but there's one from Vandenberg. Here we go. The Sarah one, uh, this one right here, Vandenberg always has really great landings. So, uh, yeah, so that's a, that's going to be a really good one. This one right here, Falcon nine block five, Sarah one, uh, thanks for whoever just bought something on the store too. I don't know why the alerts aren't working, but thank you so much for that. Thank you for all the support. Um, so that's going to be in Vandenberg and there's another one down here. Kennedy Space Center is always, always cool too, but this is a Crew 2 mission. This is March 30th-ish of 2021, depending on launch days, et cetera, and what happens uh, in between then. But yeah, Crew 2, which is going to be happening next year. And then there's going to be Crew 3. They just announced the astronauts for that. So cool. So exciting to see this stuff happen in, you know, in the next couple of years. Like how crazy, and Falcon Heavy, we might see another Falcon Heavy launch in May from Kennedy Space Center. That's going to be insane. Falcon Heavies are so cool. The landings are so cool. I love that thing. Uh, where's the Crew 3? Yeah. So anyway, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on uh, for next year for SpaceX. A lot of launches going on. Kyle, Falcon Heavy is the coolest. Uh, I mean, Starship is pretty cool, but Falcon Heavy is pretty cool. As a fully functional operational heavy lift rocket, Falcon Heavy is... Amazing. It's like the landing, man. The landing of Falcon Heavy, the boosters, if they land all three, holy cow. Oh, man. Um, it's going to be crazy. Happy Christmas, Andy. Happy Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. Um, so cool to see that five planned for March and five for May really starting to pick up. Yeah. I hope they launch. I hope they break the launch record because this year was 26, right? Is that right? 26, 25, 26. And hopefully they get more than that next year. Um, and that doesn't count all the Starlinks. So dude, the landings of Falcon heavy, uh, NASA actually has some really cool. Oops. Really cool. Uh, videos of Falcon heavy landings. 
Let me see here. Let's scrub through these real quick from the initial. Uh, they have some isolated views, I think. There we go. This one right here. Check this out. This is kind of a kind of a little side topic because Falcon Heavy is rad, but they have these isolated views that you don't usually see on their uh, live streams. Vehicles pitching down range. So cool. Burning bright in the night. T plus 25 seconds into flight. T minus 15 seconds. Nine, eight, seven. But yeah, check six, it out. Images. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Isn't all those people chanting? So cool. Uh, images. Good. Is where I got this. Currently, the next event coming up. But there's a bunch if you search for Falcon 9 or Falcon Heavy. You can see on the left and right views, the side boosters have ignited. The center core continues under full power. Everything. Watch this. This is so cool. Good views so cool. of the two side boosters side under boosters. the thrust of three engines each. each other. Slowing down their velocity and coming back towards Cape Canaveral. Coming in hot. It's so neat, man. Falcon Heavy is such a cool thing. I can't wait for crowds like that again. We have successful a, separation and ignition. We're coming up on shutdown of the two side boosters. Some burning like candles at night. Hear the crowd cheer behind me. It's a shutdown. And that entry burn has completed. <laughs> We've heard the call out for side booster landing and startup, and there you see it on your screen. Both boosters. The second one's catching up to the first one. How cool is that? Coming towards our two landing pads. And they'll do a successful landing. That's absolutely amazing. See those landing legs deployed. We're living in the future. That's it. We're just living in the future. That's all I got to say about that. Just like, what, who thought this was ever going to happen? Yeah, whoever thought this was really going to happen, because I didn't think it was going to really happen in my lifetime. I was like, well, I'm going to keep doing the same old thing, you know. And, yeah, it's uh, it's cool that we get to witness it. <laughs> Booster 2, bro, racing to the pad. I can land faster, right, Kyle? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Once we reach March, Mars, establish a colony, then what would be next for space exploration? We, we can't go further due to nature of planets. Ooh, that's a really good question. Um moons moons of planets um that might be a good next step um also we don't have to go there we can send robots to other places so you know the the fact that we can get to mars and send people to mars that's great but from mars we can use that as sort of like a like a jumping point we can use that as sort of like a a mars base where you know you could launch your starship or any other super heavy booster to uh to mars land it refuel in situ and then continue on you know continue on out you know into the outer solar system and check out other you know moons of giant planets of the gas planets so uh it's gonna be crazy how crazy europa yeah titan europa exactly exactly yeah it's gonna be so cool. This is so unfortunately, this stuff takes a lot of time. So I probably won't see us have a a base on Mars that's launching and landing vehicles and also, you know, uh, launching things to the outer solar system until like we figure out how to mine asteroids, because once that happens, there's going to be money in it. And these uh, corporations like the bigger, bigger corporations or people that want to make money and mine these things yeah they're gonna make a ton of money through that uh when is sn9 going to launch says skm um mid january probably first 
probably second week of January, I'm thinking. Somewhere around there. Um, maybe first week. Possible. Possible first week, but probably second week in January. Um, that That's going to be a cool, cool time, too. We got a couple things uh, from Elon as well. A couple tweets from Elon. Check this out. And it says, thanks to everyone who worked so hard to make Tesla successful. My heart goes out to you. Very nice thing for him to say. Um, some CEOs and uh, <laughs> I just realized uh, Elon Musk's new profile. It says former CEO of Dogecoin. <laughs> if you don't know what Dogecoin is, it's a, it's like a meme uh, cryptocurrency. But anyway, uh, he didn't have to say this stuff, you know. He doesn't have to say this stuff. Most CEOs, they send out like a form letter that was written by their secretary or some, you know, somebody in their PR, you know, HR people or whatever. So it's like, happy holidays, da, 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 whatever. Elon just said, thanks to everyone who worked so hard to make Tesla successful. My heart goes out to you. It's a very sweet, very sweet thing to say. So uh, that and the Dogecoin thing just got me. And then he has another thing. I love all you crazy people out there. So... You know, at this time when we've been through such a, you know, such a weird year, the Elon comes through at the end. Uh, somebody who's super successful and doesn't have to say these things. Like he just says, "Hey, you know, thanks for helping me out. Thanks for being weird." That's a really nice thing for him to say. And you know, those those kind of things go a long way for people who work with you. Um, I know because I've been in companies where the CEO doesn't care. Or where CEO is just like, eh, who cares? They're just workers, you know? And But with him saying, you know, hey, uh, I care about you guys. Thanks for all the help. That's really nice. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy 2021 in regards to space exploration because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Yeah, I can't wait. So I think, I think next up we'll see an SN9 launch mid-January. Um, huge rockets coming in 2021. We got New Glenn, we got Vulcan, we got uh, you know Starship, of course. But also, what else is next? You know, who knows? Um, after Starship, super heavy. Super, super, duper starship, <laughs> right? And then we move forward and we make bases on Mars and we go out to the outer solar system and we just keep going. Pretty interesting. Pretty interesting time we're living in right now. Um, I also want to say thanks to everybody who subscribed today. You know, uh, we're at a pretty good spot right now uh, to end out the year. We're at 54,707. We're trying to make it to 55,000 before the end of the year. So we're really, really close to 55,000, 54,707. Uh, so we need like 300-ish people to subscribe to get to 55,000. That's my goal. Like that's a pretty cool goal to meet. Uh, and I'm really, really excited and really happy that everyone supported the show and continues to support the show and keeps coming back and super chats and super stickers and all that stuff. Give it the, you know, giving videos thumbs up, commenting, et cetera. Watching the whole video. Like that's really cool. Thanks so much, everybody, for that. I do appreciate that. 